Oh, help. shit. I'm going. Okay. I'm gonna just suck around the block one more time. Has Mommy said something to you? About what? She's been on my neck lately. You tell me if she was ugly, right? Girl, of course not. <laughs> when I am struggling, my man gets it. I get that you have a lot of work, but I'm just trying to figure out where I fit in. It's my little angel right here. You wanna hold her? Uh, I just dropped a burrito earlier today. Then hell no. What's up, y'all? We are back again with another podcast. So this is uh, Oh So Insecure. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over the Easter Ray hit show from HBO, Insecure, following a set of, or a group of people. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're back with season four, episode four, low-key losing it. A lot of shit happens in this episode. Uh, short version, Issa has some shit happening with her block party. Uh, Molly and Andrew got some shit going on. Tiffany finally had that goddamn baby. And there's no condola this episode. I'm gonna let you know right up front. So we open up with Issa being assaulted. Not assaulted. Uh, she gets a knock on the door. And it's her entire complex complaining that there is no water. Which, yeah, that's a big deal. So apparently Issa forgot to pay the water bill. And that's what I got from it. Fucked up, I know. Um, let's take this moment to let everyone know that you should use the hashtag OSinsecure when you're listening to this episode, when you're watching Insecure Live, when you're watching it in syndication on YouTube, on HBO Now, however the fuck you consume your insecure media. Use that hashtag. Let me know you're out there listening and that we're tweeting right along with each other. Um, I like this scene. I really did. Uh, first of all, I love blackness. God damn it. Everybody in this scene is could like stand in for a cousin or a friend or a friend of a family member or something. I love it. This show is black as hell. So Easton pretty much forgot to um, pay that water bill. And I forget the guy's name, but he's like, man, I got two. What do you say? A white couple coming from my Airbnb. And she's like, oh, you ain't supposed to do that. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm the only one doing something I ain't supposed to do, which is like, yeah, how about you pay that water bill, sis? It's not just your house anymore. Um, so Molly, I'm really interested. Okay, so this whole Molly Issa thing has I've been I've I've spent some time thinking about it. And at friendships go through well, people go through stages in life so sometimes shit is cool sometimes shit is off and they're happen to be in a space where they're off uh some guy on twitter forgive me for not remember his handle but he mentioned that Issa and molly are the two sides of the same coin they are essentially the same person and i don't know if i would go that far i'd say they're very similar um but i don't know i don't know it's this rift that they have it's kind of upsetting me and my homegirls at Bella Noche, but I don't know. I don't want to really take sides. I mean, it's clear that, you know, they're both being shitty, and sometimes, depending on which way you lean in, you can say Issa is the monster, but then you can say, well, Molly is the bad one, but I think they're just in a rough patch, and they both are very strong opinions about each other and about themselves, and it's just coming out in a way that is not always good. Um, So Molly in this Andrew character. I'm not sure 100% how I feel about them. I do like that 
Molly is dating. I am one who is a fan of non-traditional relationships because for me, the Dro situation was great. I saw nothing wrong with it. Um, I do understand that, you know, that's not for everybody. And it seems like it's not for Molly. And so her and Andrew, how, though we can look at the comments that Issa made as being rude or crass or harsh about Molly wanting to fuck up stuff or don't be the old Molly, I'll say the silver lining of that disagreement is that I think, and this is me, this is my, the way I perceive it, is that that helps Molly, that comment, however hurtful and however upset she might be behind it, did help her take a look at herself and think like, okay, am I being this way? Um, so I'm not as quick to anger with Molly as I was before in the first couple episodes, because, I mean, shit, sometimes you need that kick in the teeth. And... Her and Andrew seem to be going good. It doesn't feel like he's dating other people anymore. Like, it's just them. Um, so, with that understanding or with that assumption, I'm like, okay, I like this. Andrew comes over. She's working. So, essentially, the whole episode, she is working a lot. And there comes a scene where she's talking with her homegirls. Homegirls being co-workers at the law office. And they're staying a little later. And... Uh, they discuss some guy, some black guy who works there, how he might like white girls. But she's like, yeah, my man is okay with me. He understands the hustle. You know, I could stay late, such and such. Which, do you. This is your job. This is your career. This is what you're doing in your life. Fine. Um, but I knew something bad was coming when that scene hit. Because it's like, yeah, sis, you know, he does understand, but what else is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to, you know, holler and scream at you? Like, I mean, he could just say, hey, I don't like that you're away so much or I want to spend more time with you. But ultimately, if you're a lawyer working on cases and stuff, I would imagine you would have a lot of time wrapped up in that. But I'm not a lawyer. So there's that. Um, the, the interesting thing about this conversation uh, comes, I want to circle back to them talking about that guy. I forget his name. But... Um, damn, was it Ellis? BJ, BJ, what the hell I get Ellis? So, they're talking, he heads out, and the ladies are like, man, yeah, he like white women. And they give off a bunch of different reasons as to why. And it's interesting, it feels like a, a real conversation. You know, I've had some conversations like that myself, and you know, yeah, we black, we understand. We all family here. Uh, but I think... Again, I'm missing some pieces because I still have yet to watch those last three episodes. Do not sue me. Do not fight me. Guys, life is life has gotten in the way, goddammit. So they talk about that and I'm like, okay, this has this been addressed? I'm trying to think back. I know with Lawrence and the two girls from the liquor store, that was something that happened, but I can't recall if the conversation between interracial dating with black and white has come up in this show. I'm thinking it may have. If you remember, or if you know an example, please let me know. Use the hashtag OS Insecure. It's, I, I'm, I don't think it has, but I could be wrong. Let me know. I just thought that was interesting. So they're talking about uh, how her man, Molly, man, Andrew, he understand. He's with it. And I'm like, man, that... That don't even sound right. Like, I get that you're working, but, you know, I don't know, whatever. So, they go on to the next scene where we got Issa driving to Tiffany's. Mm, what is this? It's not a baby shower. The baby is already here. It's like a reveal. I don't know. Or maybe they're just seeing a baby. So, 
she pulls up and her and Molly get to mm, another disagreement with a car, with them trying to both get into the same spot, which I don't want to say who's right or who's wrong, but I kind of feel like Issa is in the right, um, depending on, mm, because you're usually back into these spots. I've, mm, I don't know, whatever. All in all, Molly and Issa are still disagreeing. And I think the biggest issue is that they're just not talking to each other. A lot of this shit could be solved, rectified. You could come to some type of conclusion if you would just speak to each other. Like Kelly and Issa, well, I'll say Issa brings up to Kelly, oh, do you think Molly is has an issue? Has she said anything to you? And then the same thing with Molly and Tiffany when they're upstairs with the baby. And I'm just like, Man, a lot of this shit, if y'all would just speak to each other, you wouldn't have this fucking problem. The conversation y'all were supposed to have never happened. Now, I'm not faulting Molly for that, of course, because uh, she was there. She held up her end of the bargain. Thanksgiving, we're going to talk. We're going to talk over this pie or whatever. This is like, what, a month or two months later, and we still haven't talked? Sis, what does this friendship mean? So, it's interesting because you get Molly who's working so much that she doesn't have the time for Andrew that she, you know, would have or probably should have. And then you got Issa working so hard that she doesn't have the time for Molly that she should have. So it's this parallel, it's a parallel experience. I don't know. But they uh, meet up at the front door and they're like, yeah, girl, you know, we could talk. We got to talk later and such and such. It's like, man, I can, this is very uncomfortable. Um, just watching them get like this secondhand discomfort and I'm not sure how this is going to end. Um, for those of you who study film and, and study film, if you can see like the patterns of what might happen, let me know. Use that hashtag. Oh, it's insecure for me. I do a little, little YouTube university here and there looking up film and stories and whatnot. And I can see the three X structure and whatnot, but as far as predicting What's going to happen down the line? I don't know. Um, this kind of gives me the feeling of that girlfriends. Was it the last season where everybody like hated Joan and Tony and Joan fell out or whatever? That's the feeling I'm getting from this. And I'm not sure where it's going to end up. The block party should be next episode. And I'm excited to see how that turns out. But God damn, if they're going through this. It's like, why are y'all even friends? Like, are you sticking together just because of the years of history? Or why not have a clean break and either just stop being friends altogether or give each other a break? I feel like just because it's not a romantic relationship does not mean that you can't say, hey, we need some time apart and separate completely and then, you know, come back together later. But again, taking it all the way back to the beginning, if they would just have a fucking conversation we wouldn't have all of this bullshit that we have now. Like, guys, talk to your friends. Talk to your family members. Talk to your loved ones. Speak, communicate. If you got a text, email, voicemail, leave voice memos, just have some dialogue. That would ah, that would help out with a lot. Um, so, yeah, so that happens. And then Lawrence is there as well because, of course, he's Derek's friend. And they're talking and... Of Derek and uh, Lawrence talks and so some kind of way Lawrence and Issa end up outside this is why Molly and Tiffany are talking now this is when Molly has the conversation with Tiffany about Issa and about Andrew and whatever else and I like Tiffany's role 
in this conversation because she seems one way they portray her one way and really post baby all every every appearance post baby she seemed a certain way which i'd say um um know-it-all you say bougie um uppity or whatever this this post pregnancy tiffany i like this girl um she says to molly like it seems like it's just a breakdown in communication, which again, I've said that for the past like 10 minutes is the breakdown in communication. But I like the way she put it. It's like, man, the shit you say, she's, I didn't, I didn't feel like Tiffany was taking sides. I don't know if she's more of an Issa friend than a Molly or whatever, but it felt very neutral. Like, look girl, the shit you telling me, she might be thinking the same exact thing about you. Like, Whatever, and then even Molly mentioned something about, yeah, she talking about me being an old Molly. She down there doing the same old shit with Lawrence. She's like, man, there's history there. Like, you you know this. And I, I felt that because I'm like, man, one, y'all should communicate, fucking period. But if you're not going to go that extra mile to communicate, and I don't want to put it off on Molly because she's been there, but <sighs> sometimes you just got to take that extra step. And to mention Lawrence... Like she's making this big mistake with the history that they've had, regardless if you like Lawrence or not. It just feels a bit unfair. Um, I I get the um, I get what she's saying, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, you can't uh, pressure me or get on me about something when you're doing something, but the histories don't match. Like you've known Andrew for I don't know a handful of months, and that's fine. I'm taking away from that, but she was with this motherfucker for five years, and then. It, after they broke up, it was still a bunch of heavy shit, heavy messy shit. So, you know, it is what it is. I just think these motherfuckers need to communicate. And I don't know if at the end of this season, if they're going to be fucking with each other. We got six goddamn episodes left. And I am, I am worried, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. So while they're talking, uh, Lawrence and Issa outside, and it seems like he's about to like hit on her, tell him, tell her that she, he, he likes her. Or something, because we know that him and Condola didn't leave things great last episode. We don't know where the fuck they are in this space, be it that this is the following month. Who the fuck knows? So, he get ready to speak, she get a phone call, and she's like, schoolboy cute and pulled out. He ain't fucking with y'all no more. She's having a breakdown. He's like, man, fuck it, we can talk about this shit later. You know, go handle your shit. She go in and tell everybody, okay, hey. The baby cute. I can't stay here. And Molly, and this is where I say, I, I, Molly, I'm having an issue with Molly. Now, initially, my issue was, Issa, how are you not following through with this conversation? This is supposed to be your friend. You are the one who's lacking on this conversation. So, I can't fault Molly. But then, when Issa walks out and Molly assumes that because Lawrence is leaving, you know, they, they fucking around or whatever... This whole, mm-hmm, uh-huh, okay, girl, mm, this whole, like, kind of passive-aggressive, like, smart mouth type shit that you're doing, if you're going to go and do all that, then you should be able to go and have a fucking conversation with this girl. Regardless of how you feel, if you're not going to say it, leave all that shit where it is. Like, why are you Why are you speaking if you ain't going to say nothing? I shouldn't hear you if you ain't got nothing to say. All that, mm-hmm, this and that. So, that's where I fought Molly, because, like, man, now you being petty. And for what? I get that your emotions are in it, but sis, don't let that 
compound the shit that y'all already got going on. But, you know, to both of their credit, when you're in, not credit, but to defend both of them, when you're in the middle of the shit and it's personal and it is what it is and you have these feelings, sometimes you don't always think clearly. So hopefully they can come out on the other side unscathed or at least in a better light. But who knows? You know, we got that opening sequence, um, opening scene rather, on the first episode where Issa's like, girl, I don't even fuck with Molly like that no more. Like, damn. Damn, sis. And so he pulls out. She wrecks her brain trying to figure out what the fuck to do. So there's a scene with Molly and Andrew. And they're having date night. They're at, I don't know, a little kind of restaurant diner thing. It's a nice look. They're both nice looking. They both, you know, look like they came to be seen. And... Molly thanks him for being understanding. He's like, man, you know, I get it. It's you know, you it's what you do. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy with you or whatnot. And she brings up them going to get some, going to a movie and then get some edibles, something like that. And he's like, eh, yeah, but I got plans. I'm playing poker with the boys. And she's like, man, well, I thought this was a date night. And his response is. Yeah, it is, but, you know, I didn't know how long you would be here. I didn't know if you were going to be around or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but I'm here now. And he's like, yeah, but you're not usually. And so I kind of feel both of them. And y'all let me know what you think and what, what side did you fall on. My my thoughts were, yeah, motherfucker, this date night. Like, even if she was to cancel, it, why I guess my thing is with the where where I'm feeling Molly and I'm on her side is if this is date night and I'm here, even if you thought I was gonna cancel, why did you make other plans? Like that that makes no sense to me because like if we're doing I'm assuming that this is like six o'clock in the evening, maybe six, seven o'clock in the evening. And we sitting here at dinner. Now if I had it canceled on you and you go do whatever, okay, that's whatever. But why let why make this date and then be like, oh, by the way, Sean, whoever his friend is, hey, it's poker night. I'll be there. Even if she may have possibly canceled, then what was the point of like double booking on that day? If that's the case, it's, I don't know. That's just, I don't know if I'm explaining this well enough, but that, that was the thing that got to me like, nigga, okay, that's cool that you have this issue that she's not spending enough time with you, but then why double book on the same day? Or why not do something with her earlier in the day if you scared she go? Like, it just felt very much like yeah covering your bases but why even make the plans then if you think of whatever i don't know where i fall on his side is pretty much what he said you're never i don't know and you're never around you don't make time for me and it ain't to say that she's wrong for having a job a career a life but it's like if we're going to be dating and we're dating exclusively i'm not fuck with nobody you not then it can't just be me he said it like you know we not in the honeymoon phase no more I, whatever and so he mentioned i'll um i'll cancel with sean and she's like no you know that's okay just go whatever and that was a that wasn't a tough scene to watch but i thought it was a very much a needed scene and i do honestly like molly in this relationship i like seeing her with somebody and having them go through shit because we've gotten Issa a lot which is fine um and it's, she's the headliner. She is the show. She is the protagonist or the main character. But I don't... I like seeing more. Like, we got 
Tiffany and Derek and they're married and they're kind of side characters here and there. And we got Kelly. I wish we could get a little bit more of Kelly like we get of Issa and Molly, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. The show has a vision, but I do like this actually dating somebody who is available in the way that she wants them to be. And out of all of the shit that she's been through for the last couple seasons, some of it self-inflicted, some not. It's good to see her dating somebody and going through these troublesome times because shit, you know, it's boring to watch somebody just successfully date and then that's just everything is all fine and good. If that's the case, watch a YouTube couple or something like give me some real shit. Give me some shit that could happen. Give me some shit that does happen. And a breakdown of communication is always fucked up. So, uh, one of my favorite moments of this episode was when Issa got ready to text Beyonce, which is like, uh, I forget if she was on Twitter or what, but she started texting like, girl, I know you busy, but you know, I got a lot of shit going on. I could use some help or something. And of course deleted the message. Um, she goes through her little black book trying to find a headliner because of course schoolboy Q canceled. And that little montage was some classic Issa shit. It was funny as hell to me. Felt very much like Awkward Black Girl. It felt like those old YouTube videos I used to watch. Loved it. Mwah, loved it. So, it turns out that, kind of skipping around here, but Issa, after talking to all these people and realizing, like, you know, I'm at my wit's end, she reaches out to... Uh, and say Mona Scott Young what the fuck am I thinking Molly and she's like hey um I gotta talk to you Molly at work she's like okay girl yeah what's up you can see the excitement in it like yeah me and my girl we finally about to talk she's like yeah um Molly says man you know it's been wild such and such she just started talking like just about life and shit and so my Molly Issa was like mm. yeah girl so look um Schoolboy Q pulled out and this person doing this and that. And, you know, I was wondering if um I could talk to some. If you, Pretty much, can you talk to Andrew? He works at, where does he work? Vibe, Vibe Nation, LaFace Records, some shit. I don't know, y'all. And she's like, maybe he, can you get him to hook me up? And Molly's like, well, damn. Uh, I guess I could see and hangs up. And this is where I fall on the side of Molly. Issa being a terrible friend. So Molly is already coming off of this like really intense kind of bad conversation with her boyfriend. They're in a space that's not the best. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. And then I'm thinking I'm finna talk to my homegirl who finna help me out and we can trade advice and shit. But then you hit me up for a favor. So when we move on to another scene where it is Molly and Andrew, and she's like, hey, let's talk about the other night. And I like that about Molly. I like that this is happening, that she is talking to this man. And it's because when, when her and Issa went hiking on that self-care Sunday, Saturday shit, and she, her and Andrew had that conversation, I just like seeing this relationship in its infancy to see them grow. and see, so, so if we end up at the end of this season with them, not necessarily like close to being married, or if they're like in a, a full fleshed out relationship, I'm fine with that, especially with the time in which they were moving through actual time. Like every episode is a new month. So I like that. Um, I really hope that her and Andrew end up together. It's not that I think they're great and I'm just standing for them. But at this point, again, with all of the shit that she's been through and dealing with, I like that. And I also like that he is an Asian man and seeing them together 
more representation. I want to know like what type of problems, pros and cons come up through a union like that. Um, then them being both attractive people in LA that's different from Easter and Lawrence or Easter and whoever else. Like I like that. So they get to talking and pretty much clear the air. And Molly tells him, like, I'm not used to, you know, relationships. I'm not used to being in a relationship this long and the compromise, whatever. He talks about the honeymoon stage. And, you know, they end up being okay. And Molly reaches out to Issa. And she's like, oh, yeah, girl. Um, that's my dog, whatever. You know, what Andrew says. She's like, you know, well, I didn't ask him. And I don't think I'm going to ask him. And Issa's like, well, what the fuck you mean? She was like, well, yeah, I want to protect that part of me, you know, protect my peace. And I don't want to, I don't want to fuck shit up. I don't want to expose my relationship to this, which I took it as the favors and any kind of negativity that Molly and her may have. I didn't see it as not exposing him to my, to Issa. Um, and so I have a, I have a, of course I have a thought, I have opinions I feel as if Molly was right. Um, Because when Molly and her were on the phone, when Molly was at work, she was like, well, didn't you sign a contract? She was like, yeah. She was like, well, did you do anything on your end to mess up uh, the the contract or whatever? She was like, no. She said, did you not pay him on time? She was like, yeah, he's supposed to get his next payment next week. And some people may look at that like, oh, she being rude, she being mean. But I feel like as a lawyer... And as your friend and as somebody who knows you, I think that's fair for her to be like, okay, let's go through everything to cross our T's and dot our I's with what you could have done that could have got us here. And then once we know that that's not it, then let's go to figure out how to correct this because it's something he did on his end. Now, that could be offensive. It could be rude. It could be like, oh, this time and a place. But I think that was fair. And so with Molly, going back to Molly and Andrew and Molly and Issa, I, I don't think it's unfair for her to not speak to Andrew about Issa and her problems. Because, again, we were supposed to talk months ago. We never talk. When we do, we ain't on the same page. I'm all down for hel- helping a friend. That's fine. But then you call me out of the blue and it's for a favor? Like, sis, come on. You can't be that damn tone deaf. You can't, like, read the motherfucking room. You can't be me, 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 I all the time, especially in a friendship or a relationship, or whatever kind of union, so, I don't know, I don't know how people were feeling if they were upset with Molly, but I don't think that she did the wrong thing, because again, me and me and my man, me being Molly, going through this shit, you ain't not once asked about us, what if we're not on good terms, and then what Molly's, what Issa said was, oh, would y'all break up, this was back when Molly was at work, and it's like, okay, let's say she did, what then? Like, is then is this conversation over because now I'm no longer of use to you? So, I don't know, man. Just protect that peace. I'm, I'm all for it. It seems like they're naturally social distancing away from each other. And I'm really not mad at Molly at all. So, I'm interested to see what happens next month, next episode, and how we um how we get over this midway point of the season. Whew. So, I mean, where y'all at? I know the question has been asked thousands and thousands of times, but... Who, who side are you falling on, if there's a side at all? Um, if you're upset at either one of them, like, are you... What is making them be this terrible person to you, you know? Um, let me know. Use the hashtag, OSInsecure. 
Uh, leave me your questions, comments, and concerns in the comments or live tweet me. Of course, use that hashtag. My social media Twitter handle is Carefree Blurred. All of the social media Carefree Black Nerd. Man, shit is wild. As far as favorite and least favorite and all that good shit, favorite for this episode, I'm not sure that I have one. Uh, I say Tiffany, honestly. She was the one that I was like, okay, she's with the shits. She got her shit together. Favorite scene, I'm going to say Issa texting Beyonce. I just I just thought that was so cute. Um, and then for a least favorite character, this episode, I don't really care for Derek, but take him off the table. I'd have to say Issa. I just don't think she was the best her she could be. Um, but I do want to mention, I know that there there come signs where you're doing stuff. You know, your life is intense. You got shit going on. So you can't always be the best friend that you can be. But when this is, when we got to this point, like, okay, so take the block party. I get that Easter is, she's on the go. She's focused on it. She got a lot of shit going on. So there's a lot I can forgive because you're hyper-focused on this one thing that's, you know, a good thing in your life and it's going to lead to other things. But it's one thing that has the deadline. So I'm good with that. But then you can't, I mean, I guess I wouldn't, mm, I don't know. It, it The show comes off to me, <clears throat> excuse me, that they haven't had conversations or had that in-person FaceTime throughout episodes. So when this episode goes off and we come back on for the next one, that month that has passed, I'm not getting that they've been talking, that they've been friends. So though I feel like, you know, if you're friends, you're friends and you should be able to ask whatever, you can't then be upset at the response you get if it's not the one you want when you haven't been there and you haven't been a good friend. So I do want to say, I do understand that shit happens. You know, friends go through stuff. Life happens. That's just what it is. And, um, but yeah, but that's my thoughts on episode four, Loki losing it. And I do hope that you guys share those thoughts with me as well. Um, uh, part of the BYNK radio fam. So make sure to check them out. Government name, social introvert. Um, and then the bloggers as well. Hakeem skip will. <coughs> oh shit. <laughs> Y'all I'm over here smoking. Out. I'm smoking and I'm drinking. <laughs> no. Um, and Jasmine blue as well, but. Uh, hit me up, Carefree Blur, Carefree Black Nerd, uh, on other social media. Check out the show that's before and after this one in the feed. Not sure where this is going to fall. Uh, meet me back here next time for episode five. I'm sure that's the block party we going to. Uh, we going to dance tonight. And we going to dance tonight. And uh, <laughs> until next time, y'all, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay communicating with the people in your life so you won't have these problems end up on Ilyana Van Zant fix my life or some shit. <laughs> All right, y'all.